0: Uh, But everybody is saying they want to get back to normal. And one of the things that we have to address if we are true believers of the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is this disease from God? Is this something that God caused? Is this something we know it is something God allowed? But the fact of the matter is, if this was ordained by God, what does it mean to get back to normal? Because I have a normal, my wife has a normal, everybody has what they consider to be normal. But is it God's normal? That's the question we have to ask because we look at what it means to be normal, uh, or what does it mean to be normal, or even say what is normal. And, and define the word normal just simply means that something or someone conforms to a general pattern or standard. Uh, See, when we look at it in that context and we understand that normal means that things change over time. Because I can do something that is considered normal today that tomorrow will be considered abnormal. Uh, See, it was normal in the United States to have humans as chattel slavery, but today that is no longer normal. Uh, There was a point in time that when you showed TV that a husband and wife were in the room together, they slept in separate beds. That was normal. But today, now, you can see all manner of things going on in a room on somebody that's supposedly a husband and wife. There are norms that exist for a period of time, and then those norms change as our society evolves. So when we continue to say this idea that we want to get back to normal, what is it that we are trying to get back to? What is it? that we are considering normal and does that exist in the same world as God? Does God see the normal that we think the where we want to get back to is normal? So uh, uh, some of the things that I've seen on Facebook and I even asked this question myself was, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go as soon as this thing is over? When you got have the opportunity and no restrictions, people had to cancel trips and vacations, Uh, People had started planning trips and vacations, but the disease had stopped them from doing it out of fear. And so the the question I still ask, what do you want to do when you finish uh, this quarantine period? And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly what I've seen is people saying they want to go back to church, which is a good thing if, in fact, you are going back to church because you're going to God's normal. But see, this is something that I've seen. I wish the video would play. It won't play for whatever reason, uh, technical difficulties that we talked about. Uh, But somebody had posted this on Facebook. uh, So when I go back to church, I'm coming back like this. And and you can see from the the image, these people are dancing down the aisles because that is what they consider to be the norm. That is normal to them. And, And so the question when we talk about from the life of a believer, What is back to normal? Is back to normal doing the same old thing? Which means that we are going back to just church being the place that we do to be socialized, to hang out because we've done it for so long. Matter of fact, another question that comes up is the only reason why you're dying to go back to church is because this is the place you've been going every Sunday and it's just out of habit. Not because you don't love God. Let's see, when I look at this, when I think about I want to go to church, we are having church right now. So what are you truly missing, the fellowship with God or the fellowship with other people? Which is why it's important that we continue to stay socially connected with the phone calls and the texts and everything that we do within distance. And there's nothing to say that you can't go across the street and stand on the curb or stand on your curb and talk to your neighbor across the street as they stand on their curb. We can still stay socially connected. We can still have fellowship with each other. There are people who are having virtual uh, happy hours and, virtual dinners. As a matter of fact, several years ago, one of my, uh, my colleagues who worked in Indianapolis and his family lived in California and every Sunday they would have a virtual Sunday dinner. He would eat dinner and, and uh, where he was and his family would eat dinner and they would have the Skype set up where they were still having dinner together even though they were thousands of miles apart. Fellowship has nothing to do with where you are, but the state of mind of saying, I am going to stay connected with my people. So what are you really trying to go back to this idea of church where you've got to be dressed up? See, this is the thing that quarantine has taught us. People are literally watching churches around the world in their pajamas. Which totally changes the the, the idea that you have to be dressed up to go to church. This idea that I have to have on my Sunday best to go to church when God never required you to dress. There is not one scripture in the Bible that mentions that you get dressed up when you come to my house. The only thing that God required as it had to be dressed up was your heart, that you come with a repentant heart. David wrote in Psalm 5110, "Created me a clean heart, O God. He didn't ask for clean clothes. He didn't ask for clothes with no holes in it. He didn't even ask for clothes. He asked God to create in him a clean heart. The back to normal that God is looking for is the mentality and the heart that says, I love you, Lord. I want to be in your presence, Lord. And the fact of the matter is, we can be in his presence wherever we are. Jonah shows us, That being in church does not mean that you are in the presence of God. That is just a building that has no bearing, has no no power at all. The power resides in what God has given us, and he didn't give it to a static structure. This back to normal. Uh, it really it struck me and, and when you think about the movement and the growth of the church in Acts chapter 2 we saw the explosion of the church and in Acts chapter 2 verse 46 to 47 Peter has just got through preaching this sermon and it said 2,000 men had, had turned their lives over to Christ. And, but here is the, the key when we talk about church and back to normal. It says, so continually with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily who were being saved. But you see, breaking bread from house to house. Fellowship from house to house. Relationships from house to house. Not the church. Not a church building. Not a structure. Interpersonal relationships. We have heard preachers preach for years that the relationship or the cross represented a, hor- a vertical relationship between us and God and a horizontal relationship from man to man and yet we missed the message completely but now we are starting to see that what is truly important is not the building but the people and the longer we continue to hold on to these ideas of having a building and not building the men and women we will continue to have an ineffective church so when again when you say you want to go back to normal or are you talking about going back to going uh, going back to a place where God has us effective and building, or going back to wearing your big hats on Sunday and your white shirt or your white dress on Missionary Sunday, because today is technically Missionary Sunday. But again, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's the question? What what's the answer to the question? Back to normal, and what is the normal? for you. I uh, see the book of Jonah has a whole lot of lessons for us. A whole lot of lessons on things that we should know when it comes to listening and obeying the word of God, how to conduct ourselves when we're stuck and confined confined to a place. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to spend two or three weeks looking at Jonah because Jonah had to deal with the things that got him into a quarantine space. He had to deal with the things when he had the opportunity to go back to normal. What was the normal that he took? And then the actions and the aftermath of coming out of the confinement, what are we going to do? How are we going to act? How are we going to relate to each other? But the central focus for us today is how the storm how the the things that are happening in our lives, how this thing right now, this COVID-19 is an opportunity for us to reevaluate and come back to God. So the first thing we see uh, in Jonah is that he experienced confinement. Jonah experienced confinement. The, the same kind of confinement that we're experiencing right now. We're confined to uh, to our homes and, and most of us who are obeying the law only leave the house when we either have to go to work or if we have to go do the essential services. I've got to go to the grocery store because I don't have any more milk, I don't have any more eggs, I don't have any more bread. But other than that, we are confined to our house. I cannot uh, go and hug my grandson. I cannot embrace my mother and father because they, we, they are confined and I am confined. This whole thing has truly changed how we are. And Jonah experienced that because he was stuck in the fish. And it says in Jonah one seventeen. now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. He had nobody that he can go to. He had nobody that he can interact with. He stuck by himself inside this beast for three days and three nights. Uh, But see, when we look at this, the fish that, that God had prepared and where we are in our homes was a tool. And this is a tool that God created, and he uses tools to help and guide us. And so when we look at this fish and we look at our structures, what is the tool used for? That shelter that Jonah was in, the shelter that you're in now, and the first thing it is, it gives us protection. See, when we're inside, we're not exposed to the elements on the street. We are not exposed to the the hot and the cold. Jonah, who was inside this fish, was protected from the waves and the water and the weeds and the other fish that were there to get him. In Jonah chapter 2, in his prayer, he says, The water surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. He experienced this before the fish came and took him. He experienced what it meant to go through some trials and struggles. He's out on the ship. If you haven't read the story, the the story was when we we read the first part, God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh. Nope, Jonah went down to Joppa and got a ship, got on a boat to go complete opposite. God said, go left. Jonah decided to go right. And while they're out on the sea, there's a storm that came. And everybody on the ship was upset and scared, except Jonah, who was downstairs at the bottom of the ship uh, sleeping when the captain comes and wakes him up and saying hey everything's going on here and all hell is breaking loose and everybody's afraid why are you so calm and they immediately assumed that Jonah was the cause of what was going on, in which Jonah did confirm that it was he that was the problem and that if they throw him over the side of the ship, that they would be saved. So they, they before they even do all this, they cast lots of determined, but they end up throwing Jonah over into the water and they realize that he was the cause of this and they ended up worshiping God. But in the meantime, Jonah is sinking. He's experienced these waters coming over his head Engulfing him, keeping him uh, tied under. And he says, the water surrounded me, even to my soul, the deep closed around me, weeds wrapped around my head. But this God sent this fish as a protection. This quarantine that we're in is to protect us. See, if we change our mentality and realize that we are stuck in here, not because we're being punished, but we're being protected from the scourge of this thing called COVID-19. See, we can sit around and we can talk about the things that are wrong and what's bad, but if you start to look at things from God's point of view, you will begin to see that this here is protecting you. This is not just almost in the same way that when the Passover occurred, it's kind of interesting that we are stuck in our houses close to Easter time, uh, which coincides with the Passover. And if you recall the story of the Passover, when the Israelites were being, uh, uh, Moses was uh, going through or before the Exodus and demanded that Pharaoh let his people go, the final and last thing happened when the angel of death came and took the firstborn children, uh, firstborn uh, children of all the families, unless there was the blood of an unblemished lamb on their doorpost and the angel of death passed over those homes but in the meantime while this was going on you had to be inside the house while the scourge of death was going around confinement here is protection just like Jonah was protected in the in, in the belly of the fish just like the children of Israel were protected in their homes when it was covered with the blood of the lamb the other thing that this was was a personal Transport in uh, uh, Jonah chapter two verse ten. It said, "So the Lord spoke to the fish and vomited Jonah onto the dry land. When God wanted got, got Jonah to where he wanted to go, he commanded the fish to get rid of him." He protected him from all the stuff that was going on and took him to where he needed to go. And while you are physically not going anywhere in your home, spiritually, the Lord is moving on each and every one of us. And the question you have to look for yourself is, where is God trying to lead me? What is God trying to do in my life that I need to pay attention right now at this time so that when the appointed time comes, that God takes me where I'm supposed to be? The, uh, the other thing we get is that the fish was his personal sanctuary because he had time. Verse two, uh, chapter two, one says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. So he didn't need church to pray to God. It said he prayed from the fish's belly. Church is not the building. Church are the people. And Jonah demonstrates that when you are confined and you're in this space, this vehicle the God, this, this pod, this protection that we're in, gives us time for protection, for God to talk to us, and for us to talk to God. So what are you doing during this time? How much of your time is spent meditating on the word of God, studying the word of God, and uh, how much of your time is spent praying to God because while you're here, You can experience what God is trying to do if we do these things. It was during this storm that Jonah was confined, but out of the confinement, he was able to experience God using what he thought would sustain him. No, using what he thought would kill him to sustain him. Jonah thought he was going to die. The storm was going to kill him. The fish swallows him up, but it was what sustained him and protected him being confined to our homes is personal or it is to our protection from this disease it is our personal sanctuary and it is where god is trying to lead us to a place we would be foolish to miss the opportunity of what god is doing in this time second thing we uh we we see jonah he experienced communion he first had to go through confinement and now he's in communion they all of us just are, Typically, when we think of communion, we just think of what first Sunday. First Sunday, give me the bread and the grape juice. Give me the cracker and the grape juice. Give me some wine and whatever the unleavened bread, whatever it is that your church does. There are some churches that do actually do pieces of bread and water uh, uh, for the thing. But communion defined is not just a Christian sacrament, communion is intimate fellowship intimate fellowship it is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings on a spiritual level this is what communion is it is more than just the sacrament it is an intimate relationship and so jonah experienced communion in the belly of a fish what communion or i'm sorry communion is something we should be experiencing sharing of intimate thoughts and feelings on a spiritual level and intimate fellowship should be taking place while we're confined in this place. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, and his, uh, to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and chapter, verse 2, and he, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of the shoal I cried, and you heard my voice. He is having communion with God inside of an amp, a beast, something that no one had ever seen. As a matter of fact, the entire first part of chapter 2 is Jonah's prayer. Verses 1 through 9 is an entire prayer that he prays to God while he's inside this confined space. Communion with God. But we have forgotten that, uh, uh, you know. For all of us, our our intimate exchange with God is usually limited to when times are in trouble. When we're in trouble, times of trouble, uh, all of us can attest to those times where you find your butt in the sling, and the first thing you start doing is praying to God to save me. Oh God, Lord, if you just helped me this last time, I swear I won't do this no more. Oh, and and if I can be real, we know a lot of brothers and a lot of you sisters have been out there praying the same prayer. Lord, please don't let me be pregnant. It'll never happen again. I'll wait until I get married. Or I'm only leaving this for my spouse. Somebody's sitting at home laughing about that because they know they were dealing with that same thing out of trouble we started looking for intimate relationship with god when things are going smooth and everything's sailing on the high seas and the water looks like glass we cool we posted up this is what we deserve this is the light i'm blessed but we don't ever see the blessings of when we're in trouble we don't see see jonah was thrown off this ship and thrown into a place of confinement but he saw that as an opportunity to have communion with god not the fact that he was stuck inside some beast. What is your default position when it comes to praise and worship and your default position when it comes to looking to God or reaching out to God? Is it always in times of trouble or are you thankful when you're sitting here with a table full of food? Like me, we talk, I talked with somebody, uh, remember, remember in college when you'd start your freshman year, it's about, uh, be careful of the freshman 15, that was a the idea that when you got to college and you started living in dorms, you gained 15 pounds in the first year because you're eating dorm food and sitting up in your dorm room doing nothing. Well now it's transferred to the quarantine 15 and I don't know about all of y'all wearing sweatpants every day and eating ruffles and uh, 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 breakfast burritos and every time you turn around every 10 minutes I and get up and get a, a something out of the refrigerator or the pantry. Uh, we're starting to see things a little bit differently because while we're confined here, we're looking at oh, how angry and upset we are, but not realizing we're gaining 15 pounds because we got so much that God has given us. We are protected from the scourge of this disease, and we have food in abundance and junk in abundance because you gotta have your snack foods, you gotta cook your regular meal, but you gotta have some snacks. You know, let me get a Snickers here and there to tie me over. Even though you got fruit and vegetables in your refrigerator, you can eat, but who wants to sit around there and chop up some celery and eat an apple when you can just get some ruffles and some French onion dip? So much easier just to get that taste better for some people, say. But what is, again, back to normal? This back to normal. Where, where are you going when this is done? What are you going to be doing? You, we have to get out of this, this mentality. The, uh, the communion that God is trying to get with us is where God speaks to our hearts through his words. It's where he guides our thoughts and where he cleanses us. Communion is essential for the spiritual recovery. You, you will not recover until you go through communion with God. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 talks about how God uses his word uh, to speak to us. I don't have the verses written out. I just have the words. You can look them up. 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17, God is speaking to our hearts through his word. In Psalm 199, verse 133, he talks about how his word guides us. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs, it says, Your word is a light unto my, my feet. these are things that we have to understand and in Ephesians 5 verses 25-27 through he talks about how the word cleanses us God is using or looking for this time of confinement to be a time of communion that we will experience uh, uh, him speaking to our hearts through his word that looking for him to guide our thoughts through his word and looking for his word to cleanse us because when we come out of this The back to normal just can't be what we've been doing, it has to be something different. The children of Israel wandered around the wilderness for 40 years because of their unwillingness to commune with God the way God wanted them to. As a matter of fact, when when Moses went to a pharaoh initially and asked and told him, let my people go, it was a let them go so they can worship God in the wilderness. Not in church, in the wilderness. He has has given us example of example of example that worship is not confined to a church. Worship is confined to where people who are gathered with their hearts aligned with the will of God can experience God, and that means that all of us should be looking and connecting with each other and worshiping God, not because we're in a building, but because we have a heart for God. And even so much so that, like Jonah, if you find yourself alone, you can still have communion with God, back to normal. The third thing that Jonah experienced, after he had his confinement, he had his communion, now he had confession. Jonah 2, chapter 2, verses 4, verse 6, and verse 9. Verse 4, he said, I turn back to you. I recognize that I have Left you. I recognize I've been doing things my own way, but now I'm turning back to you. And verse 6, he is grateful for the compassion of God. Would, I, when, when you could have thrown me away, you saved me. He he talks about the God that God had rescued him from that water, from the waters overtaking him, from the weeds wrapped around his neck. God had compassion on him. The fact that you are able to watch this and participate interactively online is a demonstration of God's compassion. You are not out on the street in a tent. You are not in a hospital bed right now on a ventilator. You are sitting up in your, your house, whether you're sitting up in the bed, whether you're sitting in your living room, whether you're sitting in the kitchen, and even if you're sitting on the toilet, you are in some place by yourself. That God has protected you and provided for you. Uh, And then in verse 9, part of his confession was his renewed commitment to God. He said, I am coming. I'm going to honor my vow to you. Hey, remember, you know that vow that we took when we, uh, those of us who had actually said, I'm turning my life over to Christ and I'm cleaning my act up and I'm going to serve you to the rest of my days. And then we we go around and we go to church sometimes and we read our Bible occasionally and, and we pray when we get in trouble. And, uh, uh, and, but then you realize that I gotta come back to God. You see, I, I told this story uh, about a, uh, a dude who, uh, a church I used to go to, that every year, like clockwork, this dude would come to this church and rededicate his life to Christ. And as soon as he walked out of that church, he'd go right back to his normal and do everything he did all year long until he hit rock bottom. And at about the, you could set your, your watch to it, that he would come back to the church and he'd be walking down the aisle. And everybody knew this man because he grew up in the church and everybody would be clapping and he'd be crying. Oh, I'm, Caesar. Oh, Caesar, I'm repent. And he turned his life back over to God. And he'd leave the church and do the same old thing that he was doing again, back to normal. I read a story where a pastor was said the same thing happened at his church, where this man kept coming back year after year, once a year, rededicate his life. He said he would, head, ask God uh, to remove the cobwebs from his life, remove the webs from his life. And finally, the pastor, after four years, uh, whispered down to the young man and said, and asked God to kill the spiders too. I don't know if all of y'all get it. My wife looking at me with these big eyes. The, if the spiders are dead, there's no more webs that are be, going to be spun. The, the, this, we have to remember our vow to Christ, a renewed commitment to the Lord that says, I'm not going to let the cobwebs of life keep me away from you. I am deciding this day. To stay and serve you, I am coming back to you uh, at, at verse four. oh, I did write them out verse four i have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. I went down to the moorings. in verse six, The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. You have brought me up from life from the pit, O Lord, my God <laughs> The compassion of God and in verse nine, but it says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. This recommitment to God. I have vowed to do something to you, God, and I'm coming back to you. What is your back to normal? What does back to normal mean to you now? After we, so you might have had, I pray that you had one idea of what back to normal meant. And now after seeing these words from Jonah, uh, realize that your back to normal may not be what God wants your normal to be. What is your back to normal now after seeing or hearing about Jonah? He went through confinement. He went through communion. He went through confession. What are you doing during your period of confinement that God has given you a place to be protected from the scourge of this disease? He has given us the material and the things in our homes. All of us have alcohol, we have bleach, we have Lysol, we have things that we have to, around us to protect us from this. Are you communing with God? Or are you just sitting here mad and upset and just doing your own thing? What is your confession to God? Are you coming back to the Lord? Uh, see, God, Jonah reminds us when he talks in, in verse 8 in chapter 2, and he says specifically, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. For all of us, at some point in time, we have put things in God's place, and we have worshipped these things, even though we would say we didn't. We're still going to church, but there are things we have worshipped. We talked about this in Bible study. People are losing their minds because they can't go to a basketball game, a football game, baseball game. Opening day was this past Wednesday. It's gone. There there are movie theaters that are shut down. Gyms are shut down. Every public place we have has been closed. The only place you have is your house and your job or the grocery store, or in some cases, Costco. But we know we have elevated actors, athletes, and everybody to God-like status, and all of these things have been taken away from us. But Jonah said, we regard these worthless idols at the expense of our salvation because we have chosen to elevate all these things and people above God back to normal for some will be going back to business as usual. That when all of this is over, they're going to go back to doing what they do. We're going to be at the baseball game. We're going to be at the football games. We're going to be at the basketball games. All people are talking about is, will the basketball season continue? Because we know the Lakers are, in some people's mind, going to win the championship. But others of us who know, know they're not making it to the championship. But that's a whole other story altogether, as well. Uh, But what's going to be for you back to normal? What is your default position? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to be? What kind of person are you going to be? How are you going to let God move in your life? This is what we need to understand. This is the lesson from Jonah. To take this time of confinement. To have communion with God and then have our confession. Renew, renew a vow to God. Renew your commitment to the Lord. Be better than you were when this is over. Because in Jonah chapter three, verse one, the word, as it said in chapter one, verse one, the same command God gave Jonah, but instead of going right when God told him to go left, Jonah went left. The new normal for Jonah was to go to Nineveh as God had commanded So if God has been speaking to you or you have been ignoring God in the past, what is your new normal? Is your back to normal, back to where it used to be, or going back to what God had planned for all our lives? Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you. And even though we are separated from distance, that we can be together and connected socially, that we can be connected through technology. God, we thank you for the life of Jonah that he had, given us a word that we can use for our lives today. Thousands of years ago, a man who was consumed by fish has given us a lesson on what it means to be in close quarters and unable to move and get out and do the things that we are used to doing. Lord, help us to use this period of confinement to experience a greater communion with you, not in a sacrament from a church, but in the intimate fellowship, the intimate and spiritual exchange of a relationship with you that we become more like you, that your word would come in and not only speak to our hearts, but it will guide us and cleanse us. Help us, God, to now have a renewed confession. We look at our lives and understand the things that we have done that have gone against you, that we renew a confession or renew our vow, that we confess our sins and become better, that when we get out of this place that our back to normal would be back to you, back to your way, back to your will, back to your love. That is the back to normal that we seek, God. And we will be so careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, hey, everybody, I thank you for uh, being here with us, uh, this, this little experiment we have of being connected. And I just want to close with those who came in late that it is important. I've never been one of those pastors, and everybody who's been to R2D knows i never asked for money. We just do our normal offering and collection, and that's it. But we are not at church No, we are not in a physical space, but we are still at church. As I say every time on social media, the doors may be closed, but the church is still open. And I can tell you this, our rent is still due. So if you would please consider... Contributing to Road to Damascus, go to our webpage, uh, r2d www.r2dchurch.org or www.r2c.r2dc.org. Go to the give page. There you'll find a link for PayPal or if Cash App would work for you, it's the dollar sign R2D Church. Please consider contributing to Road to Damascus Church so that we, when this whole thing is over, we will be able to go back to our physical structure and that we'll be able to continue the things that we've been doing, feeding the ministry. We got scholarships that we wanted to award this year that we're still going to award as long as people apply for them. Uh, but please consider to, to uh, sow into this ministry. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift you up and give you his peace. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Until we meet again next week, Lord, At this time, 820, hopefully with minimal uh, technical difficulties. Uh, But we will be here and we hope to see you. God bless. Oh, share this with all your friends. If you think this was worth it.